This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Mug Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mug Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I've come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. And a very good evening to everyone. And oh my God, if you're watching this live, you're probably falling off your chairs right now because yes, it is the social butterfly <laughs> Uh, Amy, you've been so busy lately. Um, oh, and there, she's, she's right back. Blossom, back on back. Cue. second the on cue. You all right, <coughs> Amy? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, look, look at this already. Yay, Amy. <laughs> Is that Amy? Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Oh, Welcome sorry, back, everyone. Amy and Blossom. They've, they've missed you. Oh, look. <laughs> Yay, Blossom. <laughs> I think Blossom, Blossom has probably got more fans than me, to be honest. Well, I, I tell you, I had someone message me the other day. Uh, I never told you this on WhatsApp, but they were um, they saw you in the North Bank uh, in the upper, I think you were upstairs for, um, I think it was the Tottenham game, and they wanted to come over and have a photo with you, and they were scared to come over and, and ask. Why were they scared? Do I look that intimidating? Well, they asked. Well, I said, I said to them, just go over. She says, you'll, you know, be nice. (laughs) So, why don't you tell everyone what's been going on in your life? Oh, it's just like post COVID, like life returning to normal. Just had loads of stuff on on weekends and stuff. So, yeah, so I've not been able to kind of commit to this. And yeah, my. My social life is quite busy, but <laughs> but I'll come on here when I can. But it's nice to see everyone and hear from everyone. No, well, I, you said, didn't you? Because, like, when you can uh, come on to co-host, you'll be on, you'll be on. And um, 
So that that's and obviously some a couple of them you haven't come on, even though you probably could because you've not been able to watch the game and you like to be able to watch the game as well, obviously, and comment because you haven't been able to be there or get it on yeah. the stream or anything. Yeah, yeah. So but now I think a lot of things are over. So I am going to games now, but it just depends whether I'm out and about or not after whether I can come on or what time Dave decides to do this. So I'll be on when I can, but it's nice to um can she playing midfield with the cat? <laughs> Blossom probably could play quite well in the midfield. I don't know. But yeah, well, nice you know, or she could play in goal, play as the cat, you know. <laughs> Social life, watch one of them, says Murph. <laughs> well, Amy can tell you all about that because she's Cardiff to Centre Parks to Wembley. You've, you've been everywhere and you've had some parties that you've been at as well, haven't you? I know, yeah. I need a break from it all, to be honest. But, um, know, yeah, it's, it's life so hard continues. In, in, <laughs> so, in so much demand, Amy. So well, I'm let's off get... to London tomorrow. So oh, and she's off to London tomorrow. That's just work, got... so it's not, it's not a fun... Well, it will be quite fun, but, yeah, it continues. Just, <laughs> just drop that in. So, Amy, um, let's talk about... Um, Obviously, the game before we get we got Paul on first, and then Sam's following up with him. But let's talk about the game yesterday, and also because obviously we've missed you and you've not been here. Let's. I'm sure everyone's really interested to hear your take on the start of the season. I mean, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Really, because it's been frustrating. I think up until the Brentford game there was a lot of confidence around everyone because obviously they beat Watford, which was fantastic. And then the three games prior to that, they're obviously very, very unlucky in terms of the amount of good play that they had, chances, like how we didn't get a result against Man United is just beyond belief, really. Oh, um, uh... But I think that that everyone kind of got to a point against Brentford when it was like, this can't continue because the game, obviously, they didn't, you know, they didn't perform against Brentford compared to what they had done previously. Um, and that to me, I was like, you know, these good performances are good, but if they're not getting you a first goals or b results, then they're kind of futile, really. Like, as it's nice football to watch, but it can only be nice football to watch into a point in terms of you thinking, well, yeah, it's great, but if we're not getting any points on the board, then we can play this football and we will 100% be going down. So it's a mix of confidence. But also frustration, I think, is how I sum it up. And then, um, but and yesterday it was kind of the complete opposite in the fact that they didn't actually play that well, but they got the result. And I think if Southampton had been a bit more clinical, then it could have been a different story. But Southampton, you had Danny Ings. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. Um, I think he's probably quite a miss for them, isn't he? They didn't. There's a lot, obviously a lot of threat in the box in the final third, our final there of our half. Um, but they didn't seem to do much with the ball, really. Um, so, again, it was a good win yesterday, but obviously there wasn't, apart from the wonder goal, there wasn't really much to write home about for me. Um, I think they there was a bit of lack of creativity in midfield, which is something that we've had. But I think what was important to yesterday was to get the, get the result, and obviously they did that. Um, so, and I think off the back of that second half performance against Spurs in the Cup last week was quite um, promising and to come back from a very, very, very poor 30 minutes odd. Well, um, it was. It really was against Spurs because 
my take on that would just come off from the defeat to uh, Brentford, where we none of us saw it coming really, and then Yerson went off injured, and then we just the confidence just seemed to be draining out the side, and then obviously Don got that goal, and then the confidence came flooding back. Yeah, um, and then obviously we 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 went out on penalties. You couldn't. You wouldn't kind of met. met I, mean, I think it's a thing with Portuguese midfielders in the last uh, few days because uh, Ruben hit it over the bar. And then um, for United against Villa, what was it? Bruno Fernandes had a penalty right at yeah. the end. Didn't he? And he hit it over the bar as well. Almost identical to, uh, well, it was actually, I think it was more over the bar than uh, than Ruben's. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, but anyway, yesterday was hopefully. A little bit of a turning point. Um, the game again on Saturday against Newcastle is well. You just want to see a goal in the in the league at home, don't you? <laughs> yeah, in the first half, a goal yeah. as well. I mean, the first half might be pushing it, Dave. But I know. Um, I take a goal at any point in the match, really. But that being said, I thought um, Jose Sar had a very good game yesterday. Um, I thought he made some quite critical saves and. Um, positioned and he also got an assist and it's not many times that goalkeepers get assists so um, I think he's that's the difference for me between Saar and Patricio is that when he gets the ball he thinks about the next move quite quickly whether as Patricio used to hold on to the ball um, so and fun fact to match the day too for anyone that didn't watch it is the last time a goalkeeper got an assist for Wolves was Wayne Hennessy in 2009 so there's your there's your fun fact. That is all of match of the day. I can't, I can't take claim that's my own. Oh, you could have done so easily then. <laughs> They'd have all been like, to be watching match of the day. <laughs> You'd have been way, way too honest. So, I mean, what would your performance rating and uh, and um, and your man of the match be? I think you're leaning towards Jose Sar by the uh, the sounds of it. I don't know. It's a hard one, isn't it, for the man of the match because I think it, you you've got to give it to Raul. Like, there's no, you can't. Not, but if I had to, then Saar would be second because I think he he did make a lot of really good things. But it was just like that goal kind of epitomised everything that I think Raul's been through for the last... It wasn't easy. Like, I know he was clear through, but he had to get around those defenders. And he well, it wasn't to... clear through, though, was he? Because he, had, <coughs> he was behind the, the, um, the defender. He muscled his way through, got the ball, and then turned one, turned him inside out took a touch and kept his composure to finish that goal. Yeah. That was the role of old, wasn't it? He virtually yeah. single-handedly, out of nothing, created uh, created that goal. And Yeah, so you've the... got to get – you've got to get – and the way that he just played, like the pockets of space that he was getting into, and it just seemed like he got his confidence back, which was just nice to see. Um, and hopefully now – I keep saying to everyone, someone said to me yesterday, oh, he shouldn't have come back, like – he wasn't. He's not the player that he was. He should have just retired. And you think, well, no, he just needs a goal. So now he's got exactly. that goal. I hope that he just, you know, he just starts playing without fear again, which is what he always used to do. Um, but other than that, other than Raul, then it would have to be Saar. And then I think um, performance rating. Mm, hello, Princess. Blossom's back um, again. I'd probably say six and a half because okay, they got the result, but they didn't really play that well. And you know, we've had a few eights and nines in terms of the performance, but not got the result. And it was a flip to the first three games. 
Uh, well, we're going to get on our first guest, Amy, uh, a friend of the show, and always talks a, a lot of sense. And we've got. I'm going to put the uh, the thing because we've got three of us on, and uh, and that'll be uh, Paul. Hi, Paul. Loving your top, Paul. Thanks. Yeah, N- nice to see you both, and uh, good evening to everyone that's joining in tonight. Hello, hello. So I just saw one of the comments then. It was match oh. of the day that told me that fact, not myself. So don't blame me. <laughs> oh, right. Who's put a comment there? It's got to be uh... Robert Fletcher. Robert, how about Rudy and Jota's goal last season? Well, well, it was man of the match, uh, match of the day that uh, quoted that stat, and they've got a lot of researchers. So um, <laughs> anyway, Robert, I digress. Yeah, um... We'll have to. We, we, we do. <laughs> Paul. Talk us through yesterday, mate, and talk us through how you're feeling. In some ways, it was quite a good away performance. I know we can't say out and out. It was a good performance. It was really exciting. But um, if you think about how shaky we looked against Brentford at the back, especially in the first half, and they could have won by more than 2-0, Brentford, and also that first half an hour against Spurs, they were carving us open at, at will. And I know that SARS made a couple of good saves and interventions and had a very good game overall, but you can't really say that Southampton opened us up yesterday. And I think the first thing you've got to do when you've just had a bad defeat at home in the league is to go to your next away match and make sure that you're as tight as possible. So I don't blame him yesterday for not, going all guns blazing, all out attack. Um, The most important thing yesterday was to keep a clean sheet because then it would only take one goal to win the game. And let's face it, we're not exactly prolific. Mm -hmm. So um, we're not going to go and outscore a team at the moment. So I think his primary objective yesterday, and that was possibly seen in the team selection a bit, was to make sure that that we were solid. And we achieved that, I thought, yesterday. Um, yep. Mainly down to Saar, but also I think um, Cody needs a mention because he's been getting a bit of stick. He hasn't been on top form. Um, you could argue he's been at fault for a goal in the last two home games. Mm-hmm. But I thought his leadership, organisation, positional play was an essential part of our victory yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think, like you say, there wasn't... All right, there was a few good shots that he saved. There was never a lot of like creativity or movement within their box that he thought would lead yeah. to a goal. So I think that's definitely a fair comment. But it was a for me, and I think that's probably this is probably what you're losing to. It was a good out and out team performance. It wasn't the nicest football to watch, but I think we've been quite blessed with quite nice football that hasn't been the most successful in terms of points in the last start of the season, essentially. So I think we'd all probably take a a gritty performance when the main thing tomorrow, yesterday even, was to get those three points on the board, which they did. And like you say, away from home is never easy. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, so Away from home, we've played three games in the league. And I think we could have had nine points because Leicester beat us 1-0. But on another day, that would have been 1-0 to us or or even... 2-0, I thought we played very well in that game. So we can take some encouragement from our away form. I think we've looked looked difficult to beat, 
but also I think we've carried a threat going forwards. Maybe not so much yesterday, but definitely at Watford and also against yeah. Leicester. So what I want us, what is the challenge now is the Newcastle game on Saturday. This fixture traditionally ends one-one. Oh, don't say that. It's about time we um some of these some of these early season performances that we saw at home to Man United, Tottenham. We need to see that carried out now into a performance and a result at home. And Saturday is a great opportunity to do that. So with that in mind, considering that you would probably liken Newcastle to a bit of a similar team to Southampton, would you go with the same type of approach and tactics or would you go, being as they're at home, we're at home, would you shift back to more of the forward attacking style play that we saw in the first two games? It's a, it's a dilemma, isn't it, for the manager? I think we have to try and take the game to them. But I think we have to be creative in our approach because say what you want about Newcastle, they're a pretty average side. They're not going to be easy to beat. We always have trouble beating them. So he's got to try and find a balance between being creative and attacking and also looking very solid at the back. And I think we saw that happen in the first few games, yeah. albeit without the results. I yeah. think against Man United, you could say that that definitely happened. They just couldn't yeah. find the back of the net for whatever reason. <laughs> but if we get the first goal, that's massive, I think. And I know you mentioned it a minute ago about not scoring in the first half. I know. Crikey. It's winding me up now. It's winding me up, Paul. When was the last time they actually scored in the first half in the league? <sighs> even in, the, even in the, uh, the cup match, we didn't score in the first half against Forest. Yeah, we yeah. put four past them in the second half. Yeah, yeah, I know. They've got to find... I was going to say the word solution then, but I didn't. Don't say find, that word. <laughs> they've got to find a way to get the noses in front because then teams like Newcastle have got to come out at you. And what you can't do against us, if you're a goal down, is leave lots of space behind because we've got such pace and and skill, you know, that we could it would really suit us, wouldn't it, I think. So what I want to do... To answer your question, Amy, from a minute ago, I want to see us go hard and early against Newcastle and try and get the first goal early mm-hmm. because that's going yeah. to play into our hands and not theirs. Yeah. And their danger man, was it uh, Maximus, isn't it, wherever his mm, name is? Yeah. Alan St. Maximum. He, I like, I love the look of him. He, he looks like he would be a good Wolves player. He's definitely a danger. He's kind of their, their Traore, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's a, he's a big... It's a big threat. I think Callum Wilson's still going to be out thinking ahead to that game, which is good news for us. Probably good. <laughs> so, yeah, um, what we couldn't do is go into the international break because I think that's after the Newcastle match, isn't it? You, yeah, you wouldn't want to be going into that happen. having not beaten um, either Southampton or Newcastle and still been on, say, like four points or something. Instead, we've got a chance to go into the break on nine points, which um, makes us have something to build on in the next round of games. I'll tell you what, if we end up going into the next international break on nine points with everything that's gone on, I'll be, like, so pleased with that. Um, do you know, I mean, Paul, do you know the last time we won at home in front of our own crowd? Do you remember Norwich, 3 Norwich. February 2020. That's a long time to wait. 
to see us win at home. I mean, I know we've seen us win at home in the pandemic, but boy, we need we need it, don't we? We the players need it, the fans need it. It's it's kind of I, I put it in that little situation like Raul needed that goal. And the joy on his face, the joy on his teammates' face, the joy on the fans' faces, whether you were in the in the crowd or where you were watching it on the TV, everyone was so, so joyous and happy that he got that out the way. He scored psychologically. It's a big psychological barrier. And I think Wolves winning at home in front of their crowd is a very similar thing, is that we need to break that psychological barrier of not being able to win in front of our own fans since February 2020. That's 18 months. Uh, and I know, as I say, that a few of those are through the pandemic, but it's still a psychological thing. We've got to put, we've got to, and we've got to back it up. We've got to back, we didn't back up the Watford result yeah. with against Brentford. And I felt a little bit better after losing to Brentford the way they played against Liverpool. Brentford have got this momentum, Tony's on fire, they've got confidence running through the team and it all comes through, as you've seen sometimes with a lot of promoted teams, Wolves included, Sheffield United, that first season, if you've got the momentum, then it can carry it through into the second season that sometimes teams come unstuck. And yeah. um, I feel a little bit better, but I mean, we've got, I think we've got to back up that Southampton result by beating Newcastle. I think with three points is, is a must. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I mean, there'll be debates about whether you should play five or four at the back against Newcastle. I haven't seen much of them this season, but if if they're a team that's going to play one up front and we're going to have three centre-backs, that's a waste, in my opinion. So whatever Bruno's thinking of doing... I think it needs to take into account if Newcastle play one or two up front. And I saw in the comments a moment ago one of the one of the viewers mentioned Ain't Nuri should come in. I believe that's yeah. the, I believe that should be the case as well because I think Marcel is more suited to being a left back, not a wing back. Yeah. And I thought Ain't Nuri looked pretty promising actually against Tottenham. He had a few good. Runs forward. He's very attacking um, as well, Aitnuri, and he's got a lot of tricks and skills. He's like a, an upgrade on Vinagre. Yes, <laughs> he is. Yeah, um, I can see him, if he plays on Saturday, being involved in a goal way more than I could see Marcel. Plus, um, you mentioned... But Marcel Sandra. might be involved in a goal the other end if he drags people down again. Well, I was just coming on to, if, if they do play St Maximan... Surely Aitnuri would be better equipped to deal with him because he's quicker be as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, Marcelo is a bit slow, isn't he? I think Bruno needs to just say to himself, if I'm playing 3-5, 3 is my first choice, wing-back. If I'm playing four at the back, then I might think about playing Marcel until Johnny's back. i got a back. question for you, Paul. If we're playing four at the back... You know what I'm going to ask you, don't I you? Do, yeah. What's the question? Are you going to play Connor? Are you? Yeah. Who's you? Are you going to play Cody in a back four? Who's your back four? I don't think you, I don't think you can leave him out. I think he brings too much to the team to to leave out. Um, okay, he's not been on top form, um, but for me, I would play him. And I know people's reservations are due to. Um, Perhaps a slight lack of pace 
But if you if you play him as a right sided centre back, um, he'd have Nelson Semedo covering, who's one of the quickest defenders in the league. And I often think that pace is a slightly overrated commodity in general. So for me, I'd, if I was playing a four, I'd probably go Connor. And I don't think you can drop Kilman. That's harsh because I think Willie Bolly played quite well against Spurs. And I was surprised. Willie Bolly uh, wasn't in the starting lineup. I mean, Amy and Paul at uh, the weekend because I, I was surprised that surprised, Saeed yeah. got the nod. Yeah. Um, I... Yes and no. I think that back three is within the league is obviously what they've been used to. And I think after the Brentford game, it was probably quite key that they had a game back together to build. Um, confidence again, but um, I can see Bolly playing on Saturday. Neil White says only Bolly's good enough. Yeah, I, th- I think he played very well against Spurs, and I was very surprised not to see him, particularly in um in a three. I was surprised not to see him come in for Sace, but I guess it's kind of nice that uh, Bruno's got a few options to. To think from, we're not sat here saying, "Oh, we should have got that centre half in." We probably should have, but at least we've got some players who can play there and do an, an adequate job. But um, yeah, we've got to put this Newcastle home jinx to bed on Saturday, and one way to do that is to get Eight Nuri on, and um, I think he's got to start Traore. It just gives us so much. And makes us look so much more dangerous. He's got he's got to be in the starting eleven. Yeah, I, I think for I think for this game and stuff as well, I think it's key. But all I'm thinking of is the first ever first ever Wolves game that I properly remember everything about is that FA Cup one back in the day. So I've got hope. I've yes, hope. George and Dar back post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's George and Dar song? Oh. Can't remember now. Oh, George and Dar. Was, no, that was Evans Flag, wasn't it? Was uh, no, they were singing uh, George and Dar, my lord, George and Dar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. See, Paul, you've got it. So, Paul, um, let's hear your man of the match and your performance rating. Special mentions to Jimenez, obviously, and Connor Cody, but for me, Jose Sar. Um, I think what he brings, I know Amy made a good point before about him thinking about his next move before he's got it and launching attacks. For me, what he has ahead of Patricio is he comes off his line more. Yeah. Um, and we saw some good evidence from that at the weekend. Um, performance rating, seven. Um, as I said earlier, I think it was not a bad away performance. Yes, it lacked a bit of cutting edge. Yes, we didn't create as many chances as we have been, but I think that we did look pretty solid. And we got the win through a moment of brilliance from the Mexican sensation. The king is back. He was everywhere, uh, Raul. He was at the back defending. He was in the middle um, winning the ball. He was tracking back. He was was all over the pitch. He was so fired up. And, you know, did you see that one little bit? I mean, I know he tried... um, in the previous game, the Ramona or wherever it was, it didn't quite come off. But did you see that that little flick that they highlighted on Match of the Day? That's yeah. Raul, Raul of how old that is. He's a clever guy. And it's a good point that you said about what he brings to the team defensively. 
at Watford, I counted, he won the ball back five times uh, for us. Yeah. And he's so good at defending set pieces on that near post. So, yes, he took his goal very well, but he did contribute to the team in, in those other ways as well yesterday. And that's what we are missing last season, wasn't it? And yeah. now he's got now he's got that goal. Um, I think we'll, you know, you, you know, because when you're a striker, don't say it, Dave. To... Don't jinx it. Don't. I know exactly what you're going to say, and just don't. Yeah, jinx yeah, it. no. But when you're a striker and you've not scored for a while, you you try to a little bit too hard to put the ball in the net. Hopefully, now he's scored. That'll relax him a bit. Is what I was going to say. Yeah, we're due a penalty as well right. on Saturday, so I back him to step up and um, dispatch a penalty on Saturday. All right. going to say he's going to score like 10 goals or something on Saturday, knowing what you're like. Oh, Jason Tandy says, if you bottled that emotion when Raul scored, oh my God. I bet, I've, Amy, tell me the reaction that you had where, where you were watching. Just leapt off the sofa and screamed. Left That's after. Oh, and we, where did you watch it, Paul? I was at home and both of my girls were off the sofa when, when we scored. They loved it. They were so happy. Yeah. We've watched the replay loads of times as well. They love it. It's, it gets more beautiful that goal every time you watch it. I think. Yeah, and uh, if you the um, I did capture the goal. Don't know if you've watched it. Paul. Yes, I've seen it, Dave. Yeah, I saw your clip that you sent. Oh man, and I tell you what, I couldn't believe I caught it so well, and then the reaction of him jumping in the crowd and stuff. Surprised I had to your phone it. didn't go in the on the pitch or something. I'd be oh, no, if I had my phone. In my I know. To be honest. Um, you just have instincts sometimes when you just go to capture something. Um, because I don't obviously stand there the whole game, it's just yeah. I think that something might happen, and I just got it. And um, it was such a good piece of footage that I had to give it its own airtime on the channel. Um, because obviously, emotional that Raul hadn't scored and it was a winner and everything as well. I'm just so chuffed with that bit of footage that I've managed to catch and the celebration, and then all the uh, the fans. Paul, absolutely uh, wonderful to have you on again. Thank you for giving up uh, your time. Loving the uh, the Castori training top that's, uh, that you've got there. And, Thank uh, you. Do you yeah, wanna, it's a um, good purchase. Do you want to give a score prediction for Newcastle? Do you want to go for it? Um, it can't be 1-1 again. It can't be after so many. Um, I'd like to say that we're going to win 2-0. 2-0. Raul Jimenez that on the score sheet. I'll take that, mate. RM says I'm not going to grow. I might have shed some tears after he scored. Then heard, uh, see, Senor. Uh, Helen Robson says hi, Dave and Amy. Rob Watson here. Enjoy your shows very much. Been a Wolves fan from the age of ten in nineteen fifty. Great to see them back in the top flight. You do a great job. Thank you. That's really nice. And Jason Tandy says shed a little tear. I'm not embarrassed to say that. Great capture of the goal. And Stuart just finishing off with your segment. Stu says, good work again, Paul. Top, top man. Thank you, yeah. Pleasure, as always. Hope to have you on after Newcastle, buddy. Yeah, all being well. I'll be at that one, um, taking my daughter as well. So um, she's got the bug now, big time. Oh, that's lovely. I'm <laughs> enjoying it. Fantastic. Thanks, Paul. Yep, cheers. Bye. See you soon, everyone. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Just before we get on to uh, Sam... A question from Craig to you, Amy. How are you, Amy? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Craig, you can leave a comment to, to and Amy says, How are you? So you can answer that. 
Robert says, must be contender for goal of the season already. Well, our goal of the season for definite, we've only scored two. <laughs> I know. At least he, we've got more than the own goal now on the board. He chans. He chans was the other one. What Watford, he chan and Raul Jimenez are joint top scorers for Wolves this year. What you uh, what you what you eating there, Amy? Doritos. Doritos, fantastic. Well, we've got Sam next. Hello, Sam. Hello, Hi, Dave. Hello, Amy. No, no, I don't think we've spoken before. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Are you? Yeah, positioned yourself nicely behind that memorabilia, haven't you? Yeah, that was uh, given to my younger brother a couple of seasons ago, actually, in the FA Cup game against Shrewsbury. So yeah, it was really good. Aww, lovely. Well, I'll tell you what, you couldn't have put it. You couldn't be in a better place for this tonight, could you? I was going to yeah, say, does he have one for every time someone scores and just moves them around? Yeah, we we've been given four shirts over the years. Surprisingly, we're really lucky. We've got one of Sacco, Cody, Gibbs, White, and Raul. Are you going to let's have a look then, Sam? Oh. Struggle show and, and whilst you're doing that, Keno, yes, I'll be at the villa or I'll be at the villa game. Oh, Keno, there's, there's the Raul. So there's Raul. I'm having to manipulate myself around the room with uh, as Gibbs there's White, Gibbs White, who's currently on loan at uh, Sheffield United. Uh, here's Connor Cody, he never Connor Cody, fantastic, and uh, got Sacco here as well. Oh, nice, oh, collection. Saka, you have got a good collection there, mate. And who have you got yeah. on the back of your shirt? Uh, Gibbs White for me, because that was uh, the let's shirt. See, let's, see, let's see the back of your shirt then, quickly. Oh, can you see that? And why is Gibbs White your favourite player? Uh, yeah, because we, we've bumped into him a couple of times as well, because he gave me the shirt when I was a bit younger as well. And we bumped into him at, is it the designer outlet? In, in the volcanic, yeah, the MacArthur Glen. We bumped into him there, and yeah, he's a really nice chap. He's oh, doing well, well on loan as well. So I was going to say, you could take that shirt back and be like, "He's not been playing here this season." <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about him getting sent on loan? Did you do you agree with it or not so much? Well, to be honest, I think he had something to offer us this year because we need that creative midfielder that can go forwards and look to unlock defenses and. Um, I think he does offer that, but yeah, he's been smashing it in the championship so far. And um, yeah, I don't see any reason why he won't come back to us an even stronger player. So yeah. Well, let's, let's hope. Uh, I, Amy, because you're a big fan of Gibbs White, aren't you? I don't like <laughs> Gibbs White. Um, but I think, he needs, I think he needs the season in the championship. So I hope that he matures a little bit and gets confidence from like quite a lot of game time and learns a lot and then he comes back as a better player. But I think he... It was crucial for him to go out to the championship this year, personally. Um, but it's great he's got yourself as a fan because I wouldn't get Gibbs White on the back of my shirt, but someone's got to. <laughs> I tell you what, Sam, Amy tells it how it is, mate. That's what, that's what <laughs> yeah. we're about. I tell you, she's she, she... maybe that's why they were scared to come and say hello to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway. How was um, how did you find the game yesterday, Sam? Did you go or did you watch it on telly? Uh, we went to the previous two games against Brentford and Spurs, but we couldn't get to this one. Obviously, it's down in Southampton, so it's quite a trek anyway. But yeah, I thought the performance was, to be honest, pretty average, not great. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's crucial that 
Jimenez got his goal that he deserves after such a head injury. And yeah, it was really well taken. And it's good that we can get three points without, without in fear of playing well, necessarily. We don't need to play the luxurious football to win every single week. And yeah, I think we finally got the bit of luck we deserved. You know what, Sam? It's, uh, I could blossom. Uh, if you're listening to on the podcast, blossom. Amy's beautiful cat likes to uh, to make an appearance on the show. But um, I think it's quite interesting, is it? Because, like, I think Amy mentioned this at the top of the show. Is like the first three or three games, especially, we absolutely battered the statistics in terms of possession and shots, uh, and lost one nil. And the irony is, from the Southampton game, they edged the possession. I think they had something like 18 shots, okay, only five on target, and uh, and we won the game. And it's kind of like we, you know, it, I think we probably, I think it, I think overall, if we'd have been a been a point a piece, I think no one would have probably complained. But it was nice to uh, actually have that bit of quality that's been missing to uh, to nick the game one nil. Yeah. Where, no, I, what, said, I said yesterday at the start, I was like. They just can't not lose yesterday's game. I think it was definite. I don't think it was a must win, but it was definite cannot lose. So the fact that they got the win, it was a very good job. Were you uh, were you jumping off your sofa when Raul put the ball in the back of the net, mate? Who were you watching it with? Oh, I was watching it with my family, my brother, my mum and my dad. And yeah, we we were all bouncing around as, uh, as usual when we scored to the fair. So... Yeah, we're really happy for him, to be honest, because obviously he's been what he's been through. And to be honest, I don't think I'm the only one in saying this. I'm in fear that Raul won't be the same player he was, but a player of his calibre, he's able to fight through these injuries and he's still as dedicated as ever in the challenges. Remember, he cleared two off his head uh, at the front post defensively. And yeah, I think he really proved that he... He can. He still offers us quite a lot going forwards, and he showed that against Southampton. Yeah. And uh, what's your take on the uh, the start of the season? Now we're sort of like six games in, six points. I think is it with fourteenth now, Amy's fifteenth, fourteenth, or fifteenth? Yeah, fourteenth. I think. I think I can't remember. Um, but yeah, positive anyway. So what's your take on the start of the season, Sam? Uh, yeah, positive in the way we've played under Lager. I think give him time to adjust. Next five or six games, hopefully we can pick up a bit of consistency. And to be honest with you, I think we need to sign Sven Botman and Renato Sanchez. I think them two would completely change us because we have so many different options. Botman in centre-back, and I'd say probably alongside Bolly. Um, because I think they're probably most comfortable in the back four. And Renato Sanchez in the Euros was like a rock for Portugal in the midfield. So I think he would really offer us something brilliant in the midfield. It is rumoured um, that he will be coming, should he be fit, in January. And um, I think we are those two players. Too. I, 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 do, I, mean, I, I think Amy's probably the same as me. I do worry that we're a little light in midfield. We've only really got Neves, Matinho and Den yeah. Donker if... God forbid, an injury or two there. I mean, Amy, are you worried about that at all? Um, I don't. 
I'm not worried about it at the moment. Maybe the time comes. I do think there's a lack a bit of... I think that's where it lacks at the moment, the midfield. Obviously, Jao doesn't move as well as he did a few seasons ago. So, um, I think it's probably surprising that they maybe didn't get anyone in that position in the summer. But I think the transfer window probably wasn't for Wolves or in general, what everyone expected it to be. So, I wouldn't... I guess it's just the injury side of things. But I think Neves is playing when he's on his day, some of the best football I've seen him play, to be honest. Um, I think he's just getting better and better. So um, I'm not too concerned. I think it'll click. I think like you like, I think Sam just touched on is still a settling period of Bruno. I mean, he's only had six games, really. He hasn't really brought any of his players in, so to speak. So the players are adapting and, finds out how he likes to play. They've got a new training regime. So I think it's a bit of a learning process at the moment, but hopefully we can just get a few more good results under our belt. 100%. And Sam, would you make any changes ahead of uh, Newcastle? What are your thoughts? What would your team be? What would your formation be? Well, I'd love to see us try and change into a four at some point, just because I think that's how we'll evolve and probably be able to attack teams with that extra body in midfield slash attack. I think Daniel Pedenza has really something to offer in that number 10 role. But to be honest with you, at the minute, I do feel we're probably more comfortable with the back five. I think Traore should probably come in for the next game because I think he's unreal on his day, pretty unstoppable. And to be honest with you, I think Huang Hee-chan does have something to offer. I think his first touch, to be honest, is a little bit questionable. But other than that, when he's turned and driving at players, I think he can look uh, quite a good threat for us. And for, I think, something like 8 mil, I think it'd be probably quite a safe purchase, the squad depth. I'll tell you what, Sam, there was another... You know he's got the nickname, the bull, don't you? Yeah. There was another bull that's first touch wasn't very good, but his second touch used to hit the back of the net. And if he's <laughs> anything like that... I'll be very happy. He, he, I've seen him, uh, to, to be honest, considering he was South Korean, I didn't expect him to be. I can see why he's called the bull. He's built. He's probably not as built as a, as a Dharma, but he's quite he's quite stocky and strong. He's very, very strong. He's very, very fast. Um, he's still, I think, adjusting to the Premier League, but he, he does look like a player. Um, he's very hungry. Teams to know where the, to go in the right positions. I think our front line, you know, when you look across all of our front line, it looks really, really good. Uh, I thought Daniel Pedence. I was expecting more of him coming into this game after the back of his cameos in the last two or three games. It didn't quite get going for him. Obviously, he dropped Trincao to the bench. I think. Uh, Triori will probably come into the starting lineup. Would you keep Dendonka in the midfield? This is to both Sam and Amy for the next game. Oh, uh, yes, I think I probably would because I think he break. I've always been a fan of Dendonka wherever he plays. I think he's one of them hard hitting midfielders, similar to Rodri or Fernandinho from Manchester City. He just breaks up the play, allows us to win possession and. He showed that against Spurs for the goal, actually. Wang Hee-chan won it. He picked up the pieces, played it through to Pedensu, uh, calmly slotted it as way cool as you like. So, yeah, I'd definitely keep hand on Crin for me. And you, Amy? 
Yeah, I think I'd probably bring Neves back in for Matinho though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I, I that I bit think... more of like pace um, and just bit. I think he's just a bit quick on the ball now these days, Neves. So, which I think they'll probably need against Newcastle. Um, yeah, I, I think when I think against Brentford, Neves wasn't on it, was he? Um, no. And when Neves isn't on it, we don't seem to tick. When he was on it, like in those early games, it, I mean, everything just it was his range of passion and his vision was unbelievable. And when he's proper on it, we really, really are unstoppable. When he's slightly off, that's when we tend to struggle. Um, do you think Newcastle are going to come and be very defensive and just rely on the break to try and get a, grab a result? They need a result rather than opening up. They'll play 11 men behind the ball 100%. Um, that's classic Newcastle, Steve Bruce away formation, isn't it? And I think they do quite that at quite a lot at home as well. So um, I'd be surprised if they played any differently. They're definitely hard to play against. And what about you, Sam? Uh, yeah, I think they'll try and give the ball to St. Maximan as much as they can because I think he's the player that can really cause a threat to us, I suppose, up against Semedo, who probably isn't that great defensively. So uh, I think so long as we can keep St. Maximan quiet and hopefully unlock their defence, which will be there, there will be 10, 11 men behind the ball most of the game, as Amy said. And so long as we can break them down and get a goal, I think we should, should see it out. Absolutely, mate. And just before we get on to our final caller tonight, which is Steve, the legend uh, from the Wolf Pack Owlers, um, mate, give us your man of the match and your performance rating. Uh, I'm going to give an honourable mention for man of the match to Jimenez because I think his goal was really well taken. However, man of the match for me, Jose Sarr, made a couple of crucial saves. It was a great assist for the goal. And, uh, yeah, I think he deserves a man of the match. Performance rating, though, I'd probably go 6.5 or 7 because we got all three points. But I think, to be honest, if we had conceded, I don't think any of us would be in the same mood we are in now, to be honest, because it wasn't, it wasn't the best performance. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> wasn't pretty. But sometimes, mate, you just have to get the results. And uh, it, the pressure on that Newcastle match would have been in, immense. And there's still pressure on it because we still want to win it. But just the fact that we've got that win, if we can back it up with another win and, and enter the international break on nine points and well and truly cemented in mid-table, you know, we'll take that. Sam, thank you. You talked really, really well, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me on, on the show. Good I hope you meet you. Again. Yeah, thank you for having me. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Care, mate. And we now have... The man, the Aww. myth, the legend. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah, are you? I'm okay. Yes, not just coming from work. Yeah, so been a busy day. <laughs> how's, um, <laughs> how's the wolf pack? How's the wolf pack howlers? We're okay. We're not too bad. We're a bit, um, a bit gutted that Nuno's uh, gone. So our tunes have gone. But yeah, we, we are we're working on new, new material. New material. Bruno and Nuno. At least there's not too much like. Sound change from the That's afternoon. true. But we have that kind of loyalty for Nuno, so we think you do we put that I don't know. You know, it's one of those start from so, scratch. Yeah, you can't you yeah. can't put Bruno in the uh, in place of Nuno. Mm-hmm. It's like the Nuno and a dream song, you can't do it, can you? It's just no <laughs> knowing it. 
and Bruno's Barmy Army, it's a bit repetitive for you to play that all the time. Someone needs to, someone that's a bit more creative, creative musically needs to come up with a new chant. I'll tell you what, Steve, I'll have a think, I'll have a think, and I'll try and come up with a a song that I think could work. I'll send it over to you to have a go, you know, and you can put some words (laughs) to it or something like that. We are putting suggestions though, so please. I'll tell you what, just on the Nuno sidetrack, I did actually feel really sorry for him yesterday against Spurs. I think he's just not getting it at Spurs and I do I do I do just feel really sorry for the guy. I don't I don't want him to fail and I feel like he may be starting to. Um, anyway, doing <laughs> from the start there, I think, isn't he? I got slammed um, uh, after the first uh, after the after they were, we got no points and nine they got nine points and I said if we carry on playing like this we're going to finish above spares and I got slammed for it where well, we're only three points behind them. <laughs> I tell you what, we're only one point behind Leicester and they're apparently Champions League. That's it. Well, Spurs stats are quite uh, shocking, aren't they? You know, least shots, least chances created, and everything as well. I think Nuno's you know, created a, a, inherited a, a quite a bad, a bad team. Really, quite obviously got the superstars in the team. But um, I thought for the first three games that we played this season, I thought we were absolutely wonderful. Uh, just very, very, very unlucky, weren't we? You know, and then we had that yeah. bad result against Brentford, and then uh, I finally got to a game. I missed all the games because of all the gigs I've had. Uh, to Spurs in midweek and uh, that bad uh, first half, but the second half was was a lot better. So can it's, I say, it's fine. Can, you know, can I say, Amy, day. Steve is about is 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 in the social butterfly club like you because I've asked him a few times about coming on. Dave, I will be on, but we've got a gig, and he, so he's like busy. They're busy gigging and doing stuff, so it's been difficult. So uh, I've only, only just managed to get him in tonight because he's coming from uh, from work. <laughs> we're supposed to come, we're supposed to yesterday to the, I had a chance of a ticket to go to Southampton but uh, I had to do some work yesterday unfortunately but you you were actually sitting right in front of my twin brother Dave believe it or no not way. my twin brother his little daughter he's actually on your your film you turn the camera around and my twin brother he looks nothing like me it's quite handsome I was going to say I was like, you should have known <laughs> <laughs> you watched the vlog match day vlog then I watched the vlog, yes, it's on there. You know, you turn back towards the crowd, there's a, a man walking his little daughter towards the front, and that's my twin brother. Oh, so man. you'll see it on there. Have a look on there. It's about 47 minutes into it, I think he said it was. So, yeah, have a look at that if you can. Um, no, but, yeah, I, I hope they're going to be going to all the games now, because it's calmed down a lot now, thank God. You know, good. it's all good. When's so, uh, the next Wolfpack Howlers booking, then? I think it's actually quite a way off there, uh, Dave. Um, we had a couple uh, We had lined up. Uh, but I think a couple got cancelled, and um, so I think we're looking at the the one I know about in my head is actually a pre-match in the uh, fan zone before the Chelsea game. I think that's in December. That's quite a long way away, away, unfortunately. I'll um, get you on the vlog for that. Well, thank you, mate. Well, hopefully we'll get some more gigs before then. But um, yeah, it's uh, we'll see, we've obviously got to get in, back into it again and get some more songs on the go, and you know, so it's all we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, fine. very good. Yeah. So, did yeah. you manage to watch the game yesterday? Watch parts of it. Yeah, watch bits of it. Um, I was a bit uh, concerned because we were getting battered uh, first half, weren't we? Um, but uh, so I've got to say, I'm very impressed with him. He's he's like a very very good signing, and obviously fantastic for him to get his goal. You can see the delight on his face and the relief for him, not just for him, for the fans as well. You know, it was a, a special moment. That was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was really lovely to see, wasn't it? It, yeah, it was, it was, mate. It was, uh, it was, and I agree with you. I was towards the end of the first half. Southampton were in the ascendancy, and uh, I was just hoping to get to half time, to be honest. Um, and um, and we did, 
And uh, although saying that, Samido had another great chance, didn't he? In did, the yeah. first minute. Yeah. I think he was that worried about putting it wide, wasn't he? Yeah, he just, just hit it to close to the middle of the goal as he could, I suppose, didn't he? Um, yeah, it's got it. A lot of our players have got to get the shooting boots on it, man, you know, because they've got to get some practice in because the chances we've had, uh, we've got to start burying these chances and hopefully the springboard is there for him and his to. To score some goals now and uh, get that confidence back into the team because we are we have been playing pretty well. Um, obviously Brentford game aside, uh, we're looking we're looking like a good passing side and we we are getting a lot more of the ball, a lot more possessions. So I'm quite excited really for the future. And hopefully January we get a couple more signings in as well. It's looking up for us. It really is. So and don't forget we've got Neto to come back yet as well. Exactly. And when's he back, Dave? Um. Well. I was uh, I was I was WhatsApping him earlier on today, <laughs> like not. Um, but now apparently, according to Bruno, he's he's got a chance of being back, sort of uh, November, December time. You know, end yeah. of October. But yeah, it's hard to know, isn't he? He's going to get back into training. I mean, he's, uh, I think he's posted a picture of himself looking pretty fit um, in uh, on his Instagram account, apparently. Yeah. And, um, you know, he just needs to come back because I think he adds something that we haven't got. He's very direct and he's a bit, he's very much in the Jota mold. And I think, I know people go on about why did we let Jota go, but I think that was was because they had Neto and mm-hmm. him getting injured. But as I say, would he still be with us if he hadn't got injured? Because it does a lot. He was very much coveted. He was. So, will he come back the same player? That's it. That's exactly. The same thing with him, is not they? You know, the, the, the form of their lives and then it gets taken away from them. But, you know, that could be our blessing, couldn't it? I mean, he adds that bit of flair for us, doesn't he? That little bit extra or something yeah. great and something like nothing. Well, not I think he'll play well under I think he'll play well under the style of play that Bruno's trying to implement as well. I think so too. It's just got that bit of magic, hasn't he? You know, some yeah. It's exciting. I feel like a new player, wouldn't it? Something a new player. So, yeah. And if Johnny can get back at some point as well, that'd be like two new yeah. players. <laughs> oh well, we'd have both. We'd have all. The, we'd have all the cover we need then for the um, on those wide positions. Like you say, that central midfielder and that extra defender, and then it looks a really, really uh, strong uh, squad, um, mate. I mean, like, what would your man of the match be and your performance rating from yesterday? It was. It was solid, but it wasn't pretty, was it? So I'm going to give it a. I give it a seven, um, but then I think Saar definitely gets one of the match. I mean, he was some crucial saves he made in that uh, in that game, so I think he kept us in it. So for me, it's Saar definitely one of the match. But Jimenez got to give him a big mention and a big big up as well. Very very happy for him for what he's all he's been through. But uh, but Saar will get the man of the match for me. I tell you what though, Saar come in for quite a lot of criticism, and then he really showed what he was about. That I mean, that double save, for example, mm-hmm. that he made was fantastic save. And then I think Amy uh, mentioned this, the way he distributes the ball. I mean, mm. he saw that to hit that ball, to kick it as far as he did, perfectly for him and Ayres to, to challenge for the ball and see that. He, he, if you saw, if you watch it, he's got the ball a little bit in his hands. He sees it and he kicks it yeah. and he goes for it. I mean... I mean, like Amy said, in 2009, the last time a keeper from Wolves got the uh, the assist. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I can understand why people gave him man of the match. I think that would give him a lot of confidence as well, uh, mm-hmm. that he played mm-hmm. so well, kept a clean sheet and mm-hmm. got the uh, the assist. Um, mm-hmm. Both of you, uh, would you make any uh, just 
changes uh, for Newcastle. We've asked this for the next game. Obviously, before we finish, we're just in our last five minutes of the podcast. Um, I'll let you go first, Steve. I think, uh, yeah, I think Newcastle, it's going to be very much them sitting back, isn't it? That's what they normally do. It's usually one all, isn't it, these games with Newcastle? Quite drab. We need that flair play to come on. The flair needs to be there. So, obviously, we're thinking of uh, Pedence. has got to come on. It's quite a bit of magic. But I think, for me, I think this is be a chance for Nevis to come back in a little bit as well. Ping those mm-hmm. balls but uh, to the flanks, you know. Um, so, just adding that, that extra, that, you know, that quick snap pass and dragging people away. Um, so, I think Nevis deserves a little chance in this game. Um, but that's it, really. Obviously, hoping that Jimenez is, uh, is on from the start um, as well. We haven't mentioned um, Silver, have we? Um, no, what were your thoughts? I've forgotten about him, your... really. <laughs> I didn't think he thoughts? did much against Tottenham. I thought he had a very disappointing... It was a big opportunity for him against yeah. Tottenham. And I didn't think he did very much at all. It was a bit... which is a shame. Mm. Yeah. I, I he was was terrible. Now, I'm, I'm now, now Raul scored. You just want him to come on and score. But mm. now Hang's here and Jimenez is back. I just can't see him starting. I oh, think God. he chans a bit ahead of... Uh, Silver in the package. 100%. 100%. He's Bruno's player, though, isn't he? Yeah, totally. What do you reckon is best for Silver then to go out on loan? Um, do you know what? Well, been been too hard, and will they send a £35 million player out on loan? I don't feel like it's a bit of a. I don't know whether they feel like doing that is admitting defeats. Maybe he <laughs> does need that. I, I think he does. That, I, can't, I can't see him. I think it's going to struggle for him to get into the team. And when Neto's going to get back, I mean, you, you look at He-Chan, Pedence, Trincao, Traore, uh, Raul, I've probably missed someone else on <coughs> as well in front of him to get in the team. He, I mean, he is a central striker, but I think He-Chan can play that position as a central tr- striker as well, and he's a lot stronger. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like Fabio. I think he's got something about him. He's he, he just. I, di- I was just disappointed against Tottenham. He just seemed non-existent, and I think that was a big chance for him to impress. And I he completely didn't. agree. I completely agree. I think his uh, his runs weren't the best for them either. You know, you see the the players trying to see where he could get that run from, and it just wasn't wasn't happening. He wasn't making the right ones. He looks a bit more beefier this season, but he's still getting knocked off the ball too easy for me as well. So I'm I'm, I'm worried. For him. I think he needs to go out and get some he confidence. He played the under-23s, apparently, and scored. But oh, really? There's oh. his level. He's back in the under-23s, He's in the under 23s getting game time. <laughs> at the moment. He is only still oh, 18 yeah. or 19. He's, yeah, he's only younger now. But I think he needs to go out and get some confidence, get some goals in him. That's what he needs to do. So. Anyway, sorry, Amy, what are you going to say about the team Team for Nick? Uh, <laughs> no, I was enjoying listening to you talk. I don't regret saying it. No, sorry. it's fine. We're not <laughs> about Fabio, and it's a good one to... um. Good one to state, isn't it? That he's not really seems to get a looking in the league, and um, but yeah, it's a shame for him. Really, I agree. I thought it was a time for him to really hit the ground running against Spurs, so it's a bit disappointing. Because what I want him to do well, I really want him to do well, and those little glimpses that you've seen of him, you can see his quality, mm. but he's just not done anything yet, has he? But mm. hopefully, it, he'll come on at some point and he'll score a goal, and everyone will get behind him and. All that stuff, but um, yeah, I think I'd bring Neves. I think I said it earlier. I'd bring Neves in um to midfield on uh Saturday. Saturday, yes, it's Saturday, isn't it? Um, but apart from that, maybe start Dharma. Um, I think if they can get that pace 
against Newcastle straight away. I think it might work in their favour a bit. But I was pleased. I think if the the Southampton are a very similar team to Newcastle, aren't they? Um, mm-hmm. I think the only reason that he may change it is because we're at home, not away. Um, I think if you you got to try and be a bit more attacking when you're at home, um, haven't you? So I think that's probably why he may make the changes. But if he plays that team on Saturday and they win, and it's not one-one against Newcastle, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> I'm, I'm wishing I'm wishing for two things or three things at the weekend against Newcastle. One, we score in the first half because. Which seems like we've forgotten how to score, even last year, how to score in the first half. We've not scored a goal in the first half. Two, we score and we're taking the lead. And three, uh, we go on and score a couple more. And the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, we can just relax and do a few <laughs> olays. That would be nice. And it was a bit finish. squeaky bum time when they put six minutes on the board. Yesterday. Oh, Amy, could you? <laughs> it was like six minutes. But you could see it because. Um, there was uh, was it Samado that was down <laughs> for quite a couple of minutes? Yeah, so I thought and all the substitutions. So you know, oh yeah. Uh, Beto Sanchez, greetings from uh, Mexico. We had a guy from Los Angeles the other day as well. So they they watch from and join in from all over uh, the world, which is fantastic to see. Welcome and love and best wishes to your family, whether you you know you're in the UK or you're in. Los Angeles or Australia or, you know, Bangkok or as this chap is, Mexico. We, we love you all and we really appreciate you tuning into the channel. Um, obviously, if, you, if you've enjoyed this tonight, please smash a like on the video. Uh, it takes you just a second. It lets YouTube know that you enjoy it. If you're watching it back, leave some comments, consider subscribing. And, of course, the podcast will be out on Tuesday morning if you like to listen to the audio back um steve absolute pleasure to have you uh, as our final guest yeah. tonight amy you can this see um, everyone's missed you you can't go absent without leave for that long again we need <laughs> i'll try my best you. i know <laughs> they miss you and they miss blossom as well who's a little celebrity as well but <laughs> as you can see everyone's really uh glad to have had you back on the uh on the channel and we will be recording in the, probably during the international break, we'll probably record a, a podcast um, as well, which we'll probably need to uh, to go out. Sam says, uh, good one, Dave and Amy. And uh, Will Martin, Wolves Away. Always. Uh, thanks, Dave, Amy and Blossom. And, of course, all our guests, we, look, Jason says we need Blossom. <laughs> uh, uh, Merv Maybe she needs to just do it guest. when I can't. <laughs> and a great chat. And uh, yeah, our guest tonight, which is Paul, Sam, and Steve. Um, yeah, Rob, Manny was asked about Manny. Manny was hoping to come on tonight. Um, but I think he's um, he must have got waylaid with something because he's, he's running the marathon at the weekend to raise money for dementia. So check out if you can. Help donate towards that to get him over the 100k for the year would be amazing. He's doing the London Marathon at the weekend. So uh, we wish him, obviously, well with that. So for myself, Steve and Amy, thanks for joining. Thanks for watching. Always Wolves. Thank you. Bye.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.